Hello, everyone. This is Virginia Pradhan, the host of uh, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, who airs every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. Uh, you can listen on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast, ADP Podcast, and uh, Player FM. Of course, you can watch it on uh, uh, YouTube channel. We are so glad to have you here. We are so delighted to train you to be uh, strong and courageous leaders. We love to answer your questions and concerns. And we love for you that might be for the first time here. We want to tell you that this podcast came about from my readers and supporters. Um, if you have not read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, you can buy it at virginiaprodanbooks.com. So my readers contacted me and asked me to help them to live a life of significance and success and be strong and courageous leaders. Because when you invest in others, you create a legacy, you live a life of significance and success. And from there, we develop uh, inviting courageous leaders to our podcast to tell us how they started and how they are conquering and living a life of significance and success, investing in others. And today you have a very special treat. Today we have uh, Seth Dreyer. He is the vice president of uh, Created Equal, a pro-life uh, educational and outreach organization based in Columbus, Ohio. And I had the privilege to be there um, and to see them at work and at their graduation as um, students were graduating for, from their program. This is um, Created Equal equips people on scientific philosophical uh, case for life on controversial skills to create dialogues about abortion and about in, in their state or other state. Said engages even university professors in those kind of debates. He was also invited to speak on national television, like Fox News and Hannity. Said it's also serving as an instruct, adjunct instructor for Christian apologetic at um, uh, Veritas University, a private school in Columbus, Ohio. He holds a Master of Arts in Christian, Christian Apologetic from Biola University and a Bachelor of Arts in French Teaching from Indiana University. He has been as a full -time, in full-time ministry since 2010, and he resigned in Columbus, Ohio with his wife, Aubrey, and they have four children. And I had the privilege and an honor to know them. And they are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family. Said, thank you for coming to our podcast. I know our audience and our viewers will uh, have to um, learn a lot from, from your experience. So, um, Please tell us how you started, because many times people are too afraid, too discouraged, and they stop there. They don't even start. 
because they believe somehow that when you start, you have to have the blueprint, which is not the case. So encourage our our listeners and viewers on how you started. Well, first of all, just Virginia, thank you so much for being for having me here. It's a privilege to be on your show. As you said, you came to Columbus, Ohio. My kids and I, we, uh, my wife, we just enjoyed being with you. And so it's a privilege to be here. So thank you. And your question is a very important one because, you know, so uh, as you introduced me, my main work is pro-life work. So we're trying to save babies from dying by abortion and help mothers and fathers. And that's a really big issue, right? And it's been in America, we've been we've seen a pro-life work for decades since 1973 when abortion was legal throughout the country because of Roe versus Wade. And who would have known how long it would take and how we would get here? All in my opinion, what we have to do as faithful Christians is ask, yes, what is the big battle? We want to end abortion, save babies, help mothers and fathers, but more importantly, I ask what can I do today to help people today, to try to help babies today? I might be able to help, help mothers and fathers today who are considering abortion. How can I make a difference today for those babies, their parents, and for the gospel? The big picture is important, but I leave that up to God. He's the one determining how he's going to achieve his purposes. I'm just called to be faithful today in the mission he's given me right now. And that mission right now at Created Equal is helping anyone anywhere know how they can speak with confidence about abortion. Because we have a really winning case. We know abortion is wrong because it's wrong to kill innocent humans. And that's what abortion does. We all know that. And that's why we shouldn't abort babies. And we also know we must help mothers and fathers. So my job is to do what I can to help everyone have confidence to talk rightly about abortion. I remember... Uh, from my own example, that um, God put on my heart when I was maybe six, seven years old in Romania to find the truth because people were afraid to speak about the truth. At that time, I was looking around and I found, you know, um, lawyers in my uh, uh, in my family that had the answer to people's questions, but they were whispering the questions in, in the home, not courageous enough to, um, to speak the truth. You can read more in my book, Saving My Assassin. My point is, at that point in time, I thought, I need to find the truth and speak up for the truth. At that time, I didn't know Christ. Later on, I realized that desire to find the truth, that specific one in my life, was God working in my life to take me to law school, to find him later on and defend Christians. I believe in each one of our lives, God puts a desire that cannot be resolved on our own. But God is the one, like you said, that provides this and you correct me if I'm wrong but people should look at what they look around and what they say to something oh this is not correct needs to be corrected 
that might be your mission. Don't wait for others. That might be something that God put on your heart, skills on your life, that you can do that mission. Do you see it that way? Absolutely. So what you're saying is so accurate and important. I remember being a young kid in middle school and learning about genocide across the globe and the horrible things that have happened in not just communist countries, but other places with dictators killing people. And I thought, I wish I could do something. But those were always injustices in the past. People who died long ago, I couldn't help them. And then I learned about abortion. I learned that human beings in America every day are being killed and it's not their fault. They're just too young to be born. And so we killed them. And I, I really cared about it. It wasn't the same journey you were having, but mine was a journey seeing people who were killed, realizing in my own country, people are killed and thinking, what can I do? I, I, as you said, I'm not courageous enough on my own, but because I was a Christian and I had Christian mentors saying, but God can do something with your life if you are courageous and bold, I decided to start doing something. And I realized that it's not up to me to win the battle, but it is up to me to be faithful, as I mentioned before. And every day our team goes to the public square because free speech is still free in America. We can still speak openly. We stand on college campuses that are very liberal, very pro-abortion. We stand on campuses and talk to students who are walking by, and we try to talk to them about abortion to change their minds. And we do see every day that if you are bold and if you are loving, God can use you to change hearts and minds. And he put on my heart abortion because it's a great injustice killing about 2,300 humans every day in America. He gave me a burden for those people. And so I think you're right. We should ask, what has God given me a burden for? And what can I do? What role can I play? I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Jesus. But I am a soldier of his kingdom. I am a disciple of his. How can I faithfully respond to what I see around me in a way that honors him and points people toward him? That is so true. And one other thing that you, you said that I want to emphasize, like we build our muscles by going and exercising every single morning or every single day. We exercise the muscles of faith, becoming more and more courageous by uniting our knowledge, our directions, our equipment that God is giving us every single day and putting them in practice because that makes us courageous. That helps us to see that fears is diminished, that uh, we, can, we can conquer our fear, fear of others, and fear that we might lose a job or, or uh, people will make fun of us and so forth. And also, as you build that courage in you, it's amazing how that has so much influence on people around you. As you see a courageous person, you want to be with that person. As they see you courageous, they want to be with, with you. And also, even the people that might be hostile to you, if you are, like you said, you share the truth in love, they might wonder why you are taking the time 
to reach them. And they will, at one point, they will see the love that there is in you, that you are not judging, but you are loving them and helping them. Because at one point or another, let's be honest, abortion uh, uh, kills the baby, but wounds for life both a husband and wife or a man or a woman. And these people, there is a possibility for them to return to God or to accept God when they will be full of wounds. You are going right now and sharing with them the gospel because you want them not to have more wounds. And that is so important for the message. And think about what God, what pardon God put on your on your heart, and let God build everything for you. That's that's something that I hope everybody will take to heart and start to apply today. I agree. And if I would just, I could add, uh, you're so right, Virginia. I have met so many men and women. When I started doing this work, I thought my job is to save babies, help their parents save babies. I didn't realize how many men and women would come to me when they see me on a college campus, on a street corner, talking to people. They come to me and share with me those wounds you just mentioned. Some of them have never told anyone for 20, 30 years or more about their abortion. They've been hiding it inside. And they need to know that the good news is not merely that God overlooks our sin, but his son became our sin. And they can be truly forgiven in a real way because Christ died and rose again, defeating death. And I have seen so many people set free from their burdens of past abortions when they hear that good news. So that's what it's our privilege to share. And anyone who wants to go to createdequal.org, you'll see at createdequal.org, you'll see videos and examples of these conversations we have. You too can talk to people. You can help them be set free from their past wounds of abortion. Yes, I, your resource is absolutely amazing. And as we end uh, the summer and soon, you know, in a few months, we'll, we'll have uh, holidays and reunions with family and everything. It's good for people to take and learn from those resources. And maybe they know someone in their own family that they might uh, be able to help or share, not in a judgmental way, because that all they need is love and a, and a year to, to be heard and a heart to have compassion for them because they already have enough pain. They might act like they have it, everything lined up, but it's it's not true. So uh, I, I hope people will go to your website and um, um, take those resources and learn from those resources. Please share with us one of the obstacles that you have to conquer in your mission. I think one of the obstacles is something you've already kind of referenced, and that is fear. You know, when when our, our team goes to a college campus, for example, last year, uh, we were at University of Cincinnati, and uh, we do what is called open microphone sometimes, where I have a microphone. We're out in the public square on the campus, open air. And students walking by, we offer them a microphone and they ask me a question, I respond, and we have a dialogue back and forth. And this goes pretty well, but at University of Cincinnati, we had several hundred students come and surround us and form this kind of mob around us. And, and they weren't touching me, but they were 
they were doing a lot of things to try to be rude and offensive. They were pouring our water bottles out and saying things. And the police were there, but we were there, um, like six of us facing hundreds of them. And there are times you might you get a little scared and think, well, what, what can we do? We're, we're, we're weak compared to them. Now, of course, we are careful to make sure we are safe and secure. We take all sorts of measures to keep our team safe. But still, there are times where you start to get fearful and think, well, I'm so small, they're so big, right? It's David facing Goliath. But what's so remarkable about David and Goliath is not David. It's the God that David was serving, right? And so our obstacle is fear, but our answer is God. God is greater than anyone, any massive crowd we're going to face. God is smarter than the smartest person I might face in a debate. He's smarter than me. So if I am trusting him, and following him, I know that he will provide. And, and that's clearly an example we got from your story, where you trust God that he is going to provide for you. So I would say fear is a great obstacle, but the solution is very, very simple, not always easy to follow. But if you trust in God, he will care for you, even if what you're doing might be difficult, might look to the world like you're crazy. If you're following him in faith, he will take care of you. That is so, so true. And uh, fear does not disappear. You're right when you are surrounded uh, and you are in those circumstances. Uh, many times I think about my time when I was, uh, you know, interrogated daily, beaten, tortured, and uh, with guys, uh, you know, having guns and tall and powerful and hearing the dictator giving them orders and everything. And the fear was there. But still I heard the Lord saying, Tell them that I love them. And I told them, I don't like what you're doing. I was full of blood and bruises. And I told them, I don't like what you're doing, but I know God loves you and I choose to love you. And I know they were turning their heads crying because they didn't know what to do with me. Many times I am thinking and I'm smiling, thinking only in heaven I will see what my obedience to the Lord, showing them and speaking the truth in love, did to those interrogators and how many of them accepted Christ because they were able to see Christ in me. And I hope the same thing for you because it's impossible in a culture and in a land, this, this early culture that we have that people are revengeful People respond, uh, responded to uh, an attack with another attack. When you respond in love, it's impossible. God's word will create fruits in those people. It might put um, a seed in them. Somebody else will, will extend that. But I am very confident that those people were uh, touched by your love and uh, by the love of Christ. You know, I've seen that happen many times where someone is yelling angry at me and I realize they don't really know me. They just met me on a campus where I'm talking about abortion. It's really my God they don't like. But I, uh, our president, Mark Harrington at Created Equal, always reminds us that people are going to maybe forget a lot of what we say to them, but they're going to remember how we treated them, right? Our manner sticks with them. And so I've seen so, uh, one young woman, I remember one conversation at Ohio State University, she was angry shouting at me 
So I talked to her gently, trying to de-escalate. And by the end of the conversation, she hugged me and thanked me for being on her campus. So I have seen where love can turn someone around. We don't back off from the truth. but We're very, very intentional that truth must be spoken in love and showing care and compassion for the people we meet. Yes, that's, that's correct. And you also said something that I want to emphasize. Yes, you're right. People that are against us are first against God. They are against us because we act under God's umbrella. If you betray God, they will not say one thing to you because you will be like them. But they see Christ in you, their spirit. It's a spiritual battle above us. Their spirit wants to attack our spirit. They want to uh, implement fear, hoping that we will stop. But God, God in us is bigger than the one in the world. And many times I tell people to be, to, to be encouraged because, yes, we might be bruised. We might, people will, will make fun of us, will scream. Um, if persecution comes to America, maybe we might be jailed, tortured, uh, put under house arrest like me or um, someone will point, uh, will point a gun uh, to our head like the assassin pointed his gun to me. But at the end, victory is ours. Uh, many people, and, and I, I share that all the time because it's true. It's not about me. Under five feet tall, 82 pounds, uh, uh, under 30 years old when I was there in Romania, I do the same thing here with Alliance Defender Freedom and Defender uh, Human and Religious Rights. But the power is God's power in us. And many times I tell people, join us, join the army. You said in the beginning that we are soldiers in God's army. Join the army of God because you are in the best in the best team possible. Christ never lost a battle. What more do you want? It might look like people think that we are losing, but we are not. Think about, I fought against a dictator in Romania, Ceausescu, who had everything on his fingertips. Army, money, everything. He is dead. He was killed by his um, squad and by the people that were supposed to guard him. At the end, they were just ready to get rid of him. And I'm alive for 33 and more years. I am sharing what God has done. And it's not for me. God will do the same thing in every single life. If we obey him, if we listen, like you said, to his direction and do what God, for you is uh, defending a child to be born, mother and father, for someone else might be a different. For me is the truth and defend human and religious rights to speak the truth and encourage people to be strong and courageous. For you might be, might be different. So I would like our people to take every value and resources um, that you provided and go in their uh, closet and ask by themselves and ask the Lord, what is my mission? 
and make sure that they will trust the Lord in their mission because every life is important, like to be born, but also when we are here. Tell us about a little bit about your, I know that I was at graduation, I was a keynote speaker at the graduation of your student, but tell us a little bit more about your new uh, group of students that um, um, are here enrolled and how um, young people can uh, can be part of, uh, of your, your group and uh, can be taught. Yeah, so this is a great question. When you came to our summer internship, we were just finishing. Every summer we have two full months. Students come to join our team for two full months where they are in the classroom learning the apologetics. So how to make a defense, how to build the case for the lives of preborn babies, because a lot of people today believe the fetus is just a clump of cells, not a person. So we teach them how to talk about this reasonably. How do we know they're human beings, which science has made clear the fetus is a human? And how can we demonstrate that though they're different from us, those differences don't justify killing them. Just like you mentioned size, you know, you're five foot, I'm not much taller, five foot six, right? So we're both kind of short, but people who are taller than us aren't more of a person than us. They're just different in size. Every human is a person with value, a person who matters, a person with great potential. So our students come to us, they're in the classroom learning how to talk about abortion, how to build the case for the Christian worldview, how do we know Jesus really did rise from the dead? Things like that. And then we take them to downtown squares, Columbus, Ohio, other cities, and stand with them shoulder to shoulder on the streets, talking to people walking by, asking, what do you think about abortion? And doing that, we can reach their hearts and change their minds. And there's a lot of videos on our YouTube channel, which is Created Equal Films, where you can watch our conversations. But now that the internship ended and you were there for their graduation, those students have graduated. Now they're going back to their hometowns and they're going to be leading their own outreach teams because we want them to be bold and courageous, not just when they're with us. They go home now as leaders who are recruiting their own teams to teach them, here's how we can share the truth about abortion. Here's how we can share the gospel. And they then lead those people to go outside abortion facilities where they can, they can offer help to mothers going in who are going to have an abortion, saying, how can we help you? We're here for you. Can we provide what you need? So those mothers don't feel a need for abortion or they're going to college campuses, doing their own outreaches to reach hearts and change minds on abortion. But those graduates are now going to lead their own teams. And now we have the, the big thing that anyone who's listening might consider is next year we're preparing for our justice ride, which is a chance for any young person, any high schooler, any college student to come join our team for one week. We train them, here's how to talk about abortion, here's how to share the gospel, and we go to Florida on buses. We take two buses full of students, go college campus to college campus, and we talk with students. Here's, we just stand on campus asking, what do you think about abortion? We share with them the truth, and those students become the new class, the new leaders who we train and equip. They're new interns that come to Columbus, some to some of them. We train them to be leaders, again, in their hometowns, because every one of us, we might not be Virginia Prodan. We might not be a David who could slay Goliath. But we can be someone used by God in our places where he put us, our hometowns, our schools, to be voices for truth, 
Voices for Freedom, Voices for All Who Are in Need. Thank you so very much for sharing with us. We appreciate you coming here, Sad. We appreciate all the values that you provided and the resources. And I hope you will come back to us. Absolutely. Thank you so very much, everyone, for being here at Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan which airs every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. You can listen on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, uh, Edify Podcast Network, and um, Player FM. Of course, you can watch it on our uh, YouTube channel. We love to receive your questions, your um um, if if you like, please go and uh, follow us, subscribe for free, give us a review, and send us your questions. We love to hear from you. We love to train you. Until next time, we hope that you will take um, seriously what God put on your heart, um, the questions that you might have. Pray and ask the Lord what is your mission. And we assure you that he will provide for you every step to accomplish your mission. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.